Thrive Retirement Planning Podcast, where we help you design a retirement and life you love. I'm your host and retirement planning specialist, Carl Wolston. I'm the founder of Thrive Retirement Planning, and this podcast was created to address, integrate, and simplify eight critical components that I believe every successful retirement plan needs to include. And often, we see retirees and financial professionals may address just a few of these components, but it takes all eight working together in alignment to truly create a successful and thriving retirement. The goal of the show is to reduce your anxiety about retirement, get answers on Social Security, and design a plan to replace your income. We also want to help you take steps to protect and grow your investments and ethically reduce your retirement taxes. Welcome to the show. As I mentioned the last couple shows, the show numbers are continuing to grow. Thank you for being here. If it's your first time, thanks for coming back for more. I was talking to someone just this last week who I didn't even know was listening to the show. And they said, hey, Carl, I've been listening to your show. I've listened to several shows. And that's that's so awesome. Thanks for the feedback. Thanks for uh, listening and getting educated and making better and smarter choices uh, towards retirement. Today, this show is all about why you should know your tax bracket. Uh, what a tax bracket is, how the basics of tax brackets. Now, this isn't going to get completely t- comprehensive. We could get lost in the weeds on tax brackets as well as how taxes are done. In, uh, like above-the-line deductions, adjusted gross income, below-the-line deductions, uh, taxable income. We're going to cover just some of the basics on this so that you have it in your repertoire so that when you're sitting down with a financial advisor, you have a basic knowledge. And maybe you're a do-it-yourselfer. But you have at least some basic knowledge on this. Now, granted, this uh, empowers, it gives you great information, but you can make some pretty big mistakes in these types of things. So as always, get competent, either a financial advice or legal advice on how you are doing things. So today, let's start talking a little bit about the tax bracket basics. And what are some of the fundamentals in tax brackets? So basically, the way tax brackets work here in the United States, and the easiest way, I didn't put this in the show notes, but you can easily just Google a a 2020 tax tax brackets, federal tax brackets, and you can easily find there's lots of websites that have these on them. Um, I'm using one from NerdWallet. Uh, today uh, just because it came up and I like the way they they show it. Uh, So I'm going to be referring to that. But today uh, I'm going to be talking about mostly about married filing jointly. But of course the tax brackets change based on how you file your taxes. So if you're a single filer, these numbers are going to be different than the ones I'm sharing. But in the United States, we use a progressive tax system which basically means you may have heard somebody say, hey, I'm in the 12% tax bracket, or I'm in the 22, or I'm in the 24, or even in the 32% tax bracket, and you, you kind of label yourself in that tax bracket. Well, some people, it's kind of a myth that if you jump into that next highest tax bracket, you, all of your taxes are going to be paid at that rate. So, for example, if you're in the 22%, and we're just saying it's $1,000, that, okay, you're going to owe $220 in tax. Well, that that uh, is only on the next dollar earned, meaning all of the 
all of the money you earned up to get you into the 22% tax bracket is not taxed at 22%. It's just the money that is earned that comes in in addition once you're in that tax bracket. So with a progressive tax system, so for example, if you pull up a tax bracket for married filing jointly, you're in the 10% tax bracket all the way up to uh, 19. This is for 2020 numbers. People are just doing their taxes or have just done their taxes uh, for 2020. So I'm using those numbers uh, each year. These slightly adjust based on inflation and other factors. So uh, there's a 10%. If you're in the 10%, up to about 20,000, 19,750 would be taxed at 10%. Then uh, above that 19,751 you get you, you jump up into the 12%. So everything previous was taxed at 10% up to 19,750, which is equal to 1975, 1,975 of tax. And then you're going to add 12, 12% of any money in addition. So that next tax bracket goes up to $80,000, so a little over 80,000. So from all the way from uh, about 20,000 up to 80,000, you're going to pay uh, 12% on that. And then the next bracket is 22%, which is 80,000 uh, to 171, and you're gonna pay 22%. So for example, what I mean by progressive is when you're in that 22% tax bracket, like I said, not everything is taxed at 22%, but rather you paid uh, 10% on the 19,750, then you paid 12% on everything from 19,751 to 80,250. So your total tax in the 22%, you've already paid 22% or excuse me, you've already paid 9,235, $9,235 plus then anything between the 80,000 and the 171, you're going to pay 22% on that. So it's a progressive tax system, 10, 12, 22, 24, 32, and 37. Of course, this is our 35 and 37. So this is so, certainly sur simplifying the tax bracket, but that's the basics in how tax brackets work. So it's progressive. So when we're doing retirement planning, we want to know, kind of ask those questions about what bracket you're in, meaning on the next dollar you earn. The reason that's important is because when you're in retirement and you get you get Social Security all of a sudden, you get uh, pensions, you start pulling money out of an IRA or 401k or you want to do Roth conversions, all those kinds of things. You want to know your tax bracket because you don't want to have excessive tax, meaning like if you moved into retirement um, and you're like, I'm going to pull everything out and move it to a Roth out of your, uh, you went, you went to, to a 401k to an IRA and then you moved it to a Roth and you did that conversion and you converted $500,000 all in one year, all of a sudden you're going to hit with massive taxes. Maybe you've been in the 22% tax bracket and all of a sudden um, you're going to be way, way higher. Um, you're going to jump up into that 35% back bracket. So, you know, it can be pretty, uh, it's pretty powerful when you start to understand how these brackets work. And then when you pull your 401ks and IRAs out, they get taxed because you haven't paid tax on them. They're, they've grown tax deferred, uh, meaning you haven't got a, you haven't had to pay taxes each year on the gains. Uh, and then when you pull it out, it's going to be taxed as ordinary income, just like a paycheck would be paid. It's going to just go to your ordinary income, which will then go in 
to the helping you determine the tax brackets depending on how much you pull out during retirement and your other sources of income. And just a, just a note, depending on how much you earn, not all of Social Security is taxed up to 85% of his tax. I know it's just not fair. Uh, you paid taxes uh, your whole life into Social Security, and then when you pull it out, you can be taxed on it. But most people I work with who have you know half a million dollars or $750,000 million, um, they're going to be paying Social Security tax in retirement. Now, there's a way, there's strategies around that to minimize that through Roth conversions or tax value, uh, cash value insurance or different options, but those uh, take kind of some strategic uh, planning. So let's now jump into um, tax return basics because the tax bracket basics, you say, okay, I pulled, um, I got Social Security and I um, of, say you got uh, $30,000 and I pulled 50000 out of my IRA or 401k, so you got $80,000. You say, okay, I'm going to pay my taxable income is 80000 Well, no, it's not. So you just need to understand a little bit about tax return basics um, to, to put this on your radar so you can make better decisions there. So tax return basics, without getting into all the nuances of everything, but there's, a, there's what we call gross income. And of course, that's just the total amount you get. Um, now, there's things before uh, gross income that are exclusions, and these just pull stuff out um, so that stuff doesn't even get counted as income. Um, there, um, then there gets down to adjusted gross income, and these are what they call above-the-line deductions, and there's also what they call below-the-line deductions, and so there's exclusions that just get pulled totally out, and um, I'm just going to put this on your radar. It's a, maybe a little bit early to share this, but they're, they're called QCDs, Qualified Charitable Distributions. Uh, if you like to give to charity, tithing, churches, those kinds of things for certain, as long as the entity you're giving to qualifies, um, you can give uh, to a charity, uh, for example, in retirement after 70 and a half, um, and it gets excluded from income. And why that's important, I'll get into in a minute. Um, because a lot of times when you're in retirement, you're taking the standard deduction, and the standard deduction, uh, you don't get to itemize charitable contributions. And so the money you're giving to, to tithing or you're, you're giving uh, to a church or to a charity isn't, um, isn't itemized, so you're not getting that deduction. And so uh, the QCD is a way you can give directly to an institution. It doesn't count as your gross income, which is really cool. It just gets pulled out ahead of time. And then you can still take the standard deductions. It's a little trick uh, that you can do, part of the code, and uh, it's, a, it's a great way to, to save retirement taxes. So tax return basics. We have this gross income. I talked a little bit about exclusions. There's above-the-line deductions. And above-the-line deductions, an example would be giving to um, a 401k um, or to an IRA. You're contributing pre-tax, and so that never gets counted. And so it just gets excluded out of your um, adjusted gross income. Then there's our um, below-the-line deductions. And the below-the-line deductions are like medical, uh, things you're giving um, to charity, uh, mortgage, uh, mortgage insurance, um, mortgage, not mortgage insurance, but uh, interest, uh, interest on a, uh, your primary mortgage, those types of things. And, and so the, the way you do this is that when you... For these below-the-line deductions, after you get your adjusted gross income, they basically say, are you going to take the standard deduction or, or are you going to itemize uh, your deduction? And the standard deduction uh, 
is just kind of a lump sum and it was just changed uh, a few years ago. But uh, when you're in retirement, you can actually take a little bit larger uh, standard, dedu standard deduction. So in 2020, for uh, married filing jointly, it's 24-8 uh, is the standard deduction. And then there's a little bit more you can add in if you're retired or if you're blind um, uh, to that. And so what you get is you basically take the, the largest one. If you itemize and it's more than 24-8, once again, I'm talking married filing jointly here today just because I can't have the conversation on both, but it's 12-4 for single uh, filing separately. So what you do, uh, for example, on a joint, uh, a joint tax return is you have the standard deduction of 24-8, and then you're saying, oh, my itemizations, for example, uh, equaled uh, 10,000. So I'm not going to be able to itemize. I'll just take that standard, um, the standard deduction. And because that standard deduction is now so high compared to years past, uh, many, many people are just taking the, the standard deduction. And then that gets you down to your taxable income. And your taxable income is then the, the amount that goes into determining your tax bracket and how you're being taxed. And so that's kind of the basics. So you have to understand that. So sometimes, like in this previous example I gave where you have 30000 in Social Security, uh, and then you're saying 50000 out of an IRA when you have 80000 well, you can pull, uh, as that all comes down, You um, not all that Social Security will be taxed, but uh, just to make this simplicity uh, simple, today you can kind of say, okay, that's about 80000 and then I'm going to take that standard deduction of at least 248. And so you start running those numbers, and then you know, okay, um, I am going to be in this 12% um, tax bracket because that goes up all the way to 80,000. But um, in our example, we were 80,000 minus the standard deduction of 24, so we're well within staying in that 12% tax bracket. And the reason this is significant um, because as you do, as you you kind of look at that number. And you're saying, okay, well, that's 56,000 then, my, the 80 minus the 24. And you have that 56,000, you can say, oh, I have another $24,000 I could potentially roll out of an IRA into a Roth and stay in the 12% tax bracket. But if I was to pull out more than that, then I, I jump into the next tax bracket and I start paying 22%. Some people are okay with that. Generally, most people, especially on the 12 to 22, they don't want to make a 10% jump in the money they're pulling out of their IRA. They'd rather stay in that 12% bracket. So when you stay in that 12% bracket, you pull out that 24 and you could do that several years in a row. And there's a real window to take advantage of before you hit age 72 where you're required to do uh, required minimum distributions. And I, I love to, um, as many times I can in shows or in my, in my live workshops that I do on social security and income planning, I love to talk about required minimum distributions because many people aren't aware of them. And if they're aware of them, they're not aware of strategies around them because required minimum distributions are money that the government, you know, you've, they've allowed you to put money in tax deferred um, or grow your money tax deferred and you didn't have to pay taxes on your income because you put it directly into the investments when you put it in there. And, but when you pull it out, it'll be taxes ordinary income. And they force you to pull, start pulling that money out at age 72. And when you start pulling that money out, if you don't pull it out, um, and you should have, that, there's a 50% penalty on what you should have pulled out. So this is, this is major, major. The government is very serious about you getting your taxes out or you, the, you getting your money out and starting to be taxed on that. 
And so there are way, there's ways, and this is just part of sitting down with your financial advisor, yourself, or someone like our firm, and you can start to have conversations about what should we be pulling out in this window of really when you retire to age 72, because there's, a, there's generally a window there where you're not earning as much money that you once did, and so you're gonna have, you may have lower income. You can also do Roth conversions or get money out of IRAs or 401ks and get taxes and over and done with in Roth and move them to a Roth um, at earlier times. Maybe maybe you had a year uh, when you're 62 and you, you went six months without a job and so all of a sudden you had less income and so you could pull a bunch out um, and convert it to a Roth because you're going to be in a lower tax bracket that year. So there's some, some real strategies you can do around this between uh, 59 and a half and really age 60 to age 72 and would be really smart if you want, if you believe taxes are going up, if you may be in a lower, um, in a higher tax bracket later in retirement. Uh, there's a variety of different um, things that could trigger you wanting to move to a Roth, but if that's a strategy that you want to employ, then uh, you can look at Roth conversions. But in order to do that, you have to really understand the tax bracket basics. And that's why I've talked about the tax bracket basics is understanding that we're in this progressive system. You want to understand um, that some of the basics on tax returns. And then when you go to convert, when you want to minimize that tax and you're, you're rolling out of an IRA into a Roth, for example, you can max out the current tax bracket you're in and... Um, and really just be smart about how you're doing that conversion. So there's some real opportunities uh, to, to take advantage of where we're at with taxes now. If you think taxes are going up in the future, then understanding how a tax bracket works, how the taxes, um, tax returns work, some of the basics of that, the standard versus itemized, and, and just be strategic you know, one of the things um, I like to say is, do you have a strategy, a retirement strategy? Yes, you may have accumulated assets, but do you have a retirement strategy? That includes around your Social Security and when you're going to take it and how Social Security is going to impact your other investments. And so you, you pull money out, you, you, decide, you have to decide when you're going to take Social Security, when you're going to retire, and be smart about that and then figure out how many assets you need above that. Uh, to fill that income gap on what you need on a monthly basis and then can that be sustained and then how are you going to invest that money? There's all those questions to ask and then how do you minimize taxes in this in the same point? And that's what we do at Thrive Retirement Planning. Uh, that's uh, many people as we start to talk about um, comprehensive fiduciary planning versus um, an investment person that they've had uh, for a number of years who has just been growth oriented and maybe that investment person can run a basic report and say hey yeah um, this is about how much you can pull out a year I just say there's a lot deeper and more methodical ways of putting income plans together and there's a variety of styles uh, I'll say that but working with one uh, one client this last year uh, that had been with a you know an advisor for a long long time um, and they realized that this advisor was not a comprehensive kind of retirement specialist, but rather a, an investment uh, person who helped them grow their money, which they did a great job. But often in our lives and in careers, different tools are needed for different times. And so they ended up starting working with the firm 
uh, because they wanted someone who could understand Social Security and could do retirement strategies and could talk to their and, uh, accountant and could coordinate these things. So there's all these different components that come into comprehensive retirement planning. Uh, so, you know, uh, we're located in Farmington, Utah, about 20 minutes of Salt Lake. We work with people here locally. We all can, also can work uh, virtually. You can just uh, call us at 801-810-8434, 801-810-8434, or go to ThriveRP, that's Thrive Retirement Planning, thriverp.com, and just click on Get Started to schedule time to, to sit down and chat. And uh, we also have a free Social Security Masterclass. If you're close to retirement, thinking about retirement, and you don't know quite how the Social Security works, which it's very complex, there's a lot to be thinking about, you can go take our free online Social Security Masterclass, and that link is in the notes. Or you can go to thriverp.com forward slash SS, stands for Social Security. That's thriverp.com Thanks for being here on the show today, and you have a fabulous week. Carl Wolston is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, an SEC-registered advisor. Thrive Retirement Planning and RWA are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specialized in fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by retirement wealth advisors.